The Dad Ass Podcast. Subpar, mediocre at best. Podcast, just trying to figure out this whole parenting and adulting thing. One drink and one conversation at a time. Hey, hey, and welcome to the Dad Ass Podcast, a completely unscripted, unconventional podcast just trying to figure out this whole parenting and adulting thing. One drink and one conversation at a time. Um, for those of you that are tuning in, you might be going, wow, that's not normally the person who says that. And that's absolutely true. Um, you're going to notice that, unfortunately, Matt's not with us today. Um, he is, unfortunately, I mean, good for him. He's busy with some things. Um, he wishes he could be here. But um, he's not, so he's home tending to um, family things, which is super important for us. Um, so we wish him well and we miss him. But I do have with me um, two wonderful human beings that I know um, actually personally. Well, first, like, professionally and then personally and now definitely just um, personally. <laughs> Um, so we have Sarah and Davis with us and, um, we're super excited or I'm super excited to have you both, um, on, um, cause we're going to talk about something that, um, I think a lot of people don't end up talking about and that is, um, what it's like when, um, your birth plan goes <laughs> out the window, right? Yeah. Um, and so we're going to hear from, uh, you guys about what it, your experience was like, um, being parents of a NICU baby, what life is like afterwards. Um, and yeah, I'm just super honored, um, to have you on. I'm hoping that this is an opportunity that feels like comfortable and helpful to you too. Um, both as you kind of have the opportunity to retell this, um, and I'm going to be honest that uh, I don't think any of us really know how this conversation is going to go because it's like um, real deal, like an emotionally loaded thing. Like um, this is the first time that you've, I think, ever really had the opportunity to like talk about it in this way. Is that true? Yeah. I mean, obviously we shared it with close friends and family, but besides that, yeah, I mean, yeah. So, um, yeah, we're just going to talk and sort of see what happens. So, Sarah and Davis, welcome. How are you guys doing? Good. 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 Did either of you prepare a dad joke? So, I follow an account on Instagram. It's called Dad Says Jokes. Okay. The one I have currently says, it's a text between two people. I had to fire the guy I had to mow my lawn. Oh, how come? He just didn't cut it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah see i love simple jokes like that they just make you like they're so stupid that they, you just can't help but like laugh about them that's what a good dad joke is all about um you know and so the other part to this too is we have a drink um for our episode so um if you'll if you'll notice that these are um intentionally very small drinks um because, guys, I don't know if you know this, but you both had a really small baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, he was, like, really small. Like, I, really like, small. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, what's a drink that, like, we can make really, really small that will be, like, just enough to, like, enjoy it. But, like, I wouldn't want to drink a whole thing of it. Um, and so we made a very, like, sweet um 
drink that is a mixture of um, honey vanilla um, vodka from Ohio, and then um, you were trying to place all of it. Have you figured out? You you got chocolate. There's chocolate. It definitely tastes caramely too, but that could also be the There's like no caramel in it. But I'm also if it's some liquors taste, especially darker liquors to me, taste caramely. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that makes me. sense. Yeah, so yeah, I so, think that's where I'm getting that from. So there is um, creme de cacao, which is the chocolate, and then there is um, actually passion fruit um, liqueur. Which is that like that kind of fruity, berry, flary, fruity, or, yeah, fruity floral, sort of thing. Almost. And then port wine. Okay. Um, I think that's what I'm smelling most is the port yeah, wine. Yeah, you get actually. like a lot of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but these are these are being served in really tiny little um, dainty but heavy glasses. Um, and yeah, they're just meant to be just this like nice little like sipper. If you had a bunch of it, it would be like sickeningly sweet and I wouldn't enjoy it. But like, you know, I don't know if you've ever had port um, or you know listening port is a pretty like syrupy thick kind of dessert wine so it's kind of in that vein but not the other things kind of lighten it up a little bit but um it would be good over shaved ice (sighs) (laughs) that would have gone next level (laughs) yes i don't have a shaved ice machine put it on the list next time there you go christmas you are so right though (laughs) oh my god because i think the floral like the passion fruit makes me think of like when you put the syrup it's like an adult kona ice it's an adult kona ice I want to hear about um, why we came. So um, we're recording now at the end of September, which is a significant month because that is, is it NICU Awareness Month? Month. Yeah. Yeah. So it's NICU Awareness Month. And so we're recording right here at the tail end of that. Um, Honestly, by the time this comes out, it will be in the beginning of October. So we'll have just kind of missed that window of celebration. But I also like to look at it as we're going to continue that conversation just a little bit beyond that. Um, so I don't want to tell your story. I'm just going to kind of ask you to like, we're going to like back up in time. So, um, you and I know each other from, um, being colleagues at work mm-hmm. and you work, you work, you're, Overnight. yeah, I yeah. work here an alien. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I've seen men in black. I, <laughs> I've you really, alien. Yes. yeah. So, um, you know, you work at the postal service, so like, I think that there's a strong possibility that um that you mar- that you married an alien. It's, I mean, you know. exactly because as Men in Black Two said, all aliens work in the post office. That's right. That's, that's right. why I'm comfortable there. That's right. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. You're um. Oh gosh, what was the guy's name? They like retired him. Tommy Lee Jones. What was his oh, yeah. character name? Agent K. K. I wanted to say Q, but that wasn't right. No. K, and then what was, who was Will Smith? Agent J. J. <laughs> Just don't slap. Davis and is really Frank. remembering those things. And Frank, the dog. Frank, the Frank, oh, yes. Frank. Yeah. The pug. Anyway, so anyway. things start to like yeah. gel, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, we're having a baby. Right. It was yeah. like mid-February. We went in and his heart rate was lower than normal. Um, and you like left work, if I remember correctly. For I think for the appointment. Yeah. 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 So like, cause you some, didn't come back though. Right. No. <laughs> um, well, this one was a normal appointment. So like I showed up in the February one and it was a little bit lower, but typically his heart rate was like in the 130s and it was like down like 120. And they're like, okay, that's fine. You know, he's running out of room. He's getting bigger. It's, it's common. And then Monday, March 4th, I went... And it was a morning appointment. 
Yeah. And Davis went with me because it was a Monday and he's off Sunday nights. And it was weird that you went and that like all this happened then because they were like, um, his heart rate's down like around a hundred. And so we weren't supposed to have an ultrasound that day, but my doctor's like, okay, we're going to switch rooms to get to the ultrasound machine. Um, and then she was looking and she was like, mm, I want to do a, an NST, which is a stress test, a neonatal stress test. And, um, so she's like, we're going to do it up here. We have like the equipment, but because you're still only 20 or uh, 34 weeks, he's still on the smaller side. So we might have to send you downstairs. Cause my doctor's, um, attached to Riverside. And we might have to send you to the Women's Health Center where they have, like, the full NST thing. So we did the NST in the office. They're like, yeah, we're not getting enough information. We want you to go downstairs. So, like, we walk. They're like, stop into the cafeteria to get something to eat because mm-hmm. <laughs> because his heart rate um, was so low. Like, it, you know, it goes lower when you sleep, but just, like, humans – or humans <laughs> – He's not a human, apparently. Nope. <laughs> Just like adults. Um, so they were thinking he might have been sleeping. So I chugged coffee on the way down because <laughs> I was like... Wake up. Right. I was like, you need to wake up. So they're like, okay, go get something to eat, like get something to drink, and then go over. And and we had kind of joked that he was like super lazy. Yeah. Like oh, the yeah. whole pregnancy. Oh, he Just was like, like chill, right? so chill. Like he was... I mean, he always on the the scans, she would have to like, which she'd like shake the ultrasound thing to shake my belly, which the doctor was like, I don't know why I do this because I don't think it actually does does anything. Makes you feel like like it does. Right. right? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, well, you're jiggling my body on the outside. So my inside (laughs) must be jiggling. Trying to wake him up. Right. Right. So, I mean, we would like poke him and, you know, quote an email and be like, did she wake up? Why are you sleeping? (laughs) So um, we got dinner. We went over to the NST. And we did, or the Women's Health Center for the official NST. They were like, mm. So then we did an ultrasound, like, down there, which is, like, I guess a stronger ultrasound. I don't know. Um, and they're like, we don't like what we're seeing, so we want you to go up to high risk and check in for observation. I was like, okay, this was a 9 a.m. appointment. I was supposed to go to work after this. Yeah. So I'm, like, texting yeah. my boss, like, um, I'm being admitted to the hospital. Like, this is not... So we were admitted, um, of course, like to all of our, all of our family and we And just, I think I just found out like through like a, I a texted, mutual friend at yeah, work. Yeah. Yeah. I had texted like a couple people. Cause like, it was just like no big, right. like it was just kind of like kind of a thing, but like nothing like. Yeah. It was, it was for observation. And so, um, <laughs> and so we stayed there for like 24 hours. They gave me steroids because he was 34 weeks. That way, um, if we had to deliver early, it would help his lungs finish developing. So at this um, point, do you think that the doctors knew? Knew. That he was coming early? Um, I think they were going to try to prevent any, prevent it. At least because so 30, you know, 30, if they're born before 35 weeks, they automatically get taken up to the NICU. Uh-huh. So we were like four or five days away from that. Um, And I think they wanted to try to at least get us to 35 weeks. 36 is ideal because their lungs are usually formed by then. And of course, 37 is considered full time. So how are you like honest? What's your thought on this at this point? And then I'm coming to you next. Honestly, I was just like, it was more annoying because I was like, I mean, there was some like concern, but I knew if it was like, super scary something was dangerous they would have been like we got to get this baby out now yeah and so since they were watching me and like you know i had an iv line in but i was only hooked up to saline and only for a little bit so like 
I knew I wasn't too concerned because they didn't see, seem concerned. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know doctors are really good at hiding it, but you can tell yeah. when doctors are like, "Oh no, yeah, like this is this is not okay." Yeah. So like, I was just more. It was more so of an inconvenience. Okay. Yeah. No, I was good mentally. So where are you at with it? Because I'd love to tell you that I'd be there, but I don't know if I I would be or not. Where are you at with it? Um, at this point, I'm being with her. I'm just kind of like. Okay, doctors don't seem too worried. It's just like a go in, go to high risk, try yeah. to get everything figured out. She stays overnight, and it's like, okay, I have the choice. Do I go to work or do I stay? I'm like... And I did tell you it was okay to go to work if you wanted to go to work. I was like, you know, I'm I'm good. I can call you. You can check your phone. Like, yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah, and that would have been the only problem is with where I'm located for work. I have horrible service service. Yeah, so you were afraid. Like, I'm going to miss a, I'm gonna miss something, right? Exactly. So I'm like... For my own state of mind, I'm going to stay here. And if work got mad that I called off, well, they can deal with it because, you know, it's my family. Yeah. And I think that that phrase right there, like, it's my state of mind. Like, this is, like, where we're at right now. And, like, we're going to have to, like, deal with it. This, and when I've heard, you know, as I hear you tell this story, this is now the moment where, like, that has to kick in for the both of you. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Where like maybe you didn't realize it in that moment, but like that moment when I see this story from the outside looks like the moment that you solidify your moment as like a family where you go. I don't mean like you've gone from like this like relationship where the two of you are your own family, but now like there's like this shift that happens where all of a sudden like things start life starts to happen gets starts to happen really quick right not to spoil anything here right right? Mm -hmm. so so what happens well i mean to to jump on real quick i think it's the first time that our life was like disrupted by our child so i think that was like Mm. the first like you know obviously we know that anybody who's going to be a parent or becomes a parent knows that your life drastically changes it. And if you're not a parent, you know, everybody will tell you for the entire nine months leading up, Oh, your life's going to change. Davis loved hearing that. I, that was one thing I absolutely <laughs> hated hearing because yes, I do understand that my life was going to change, but at the same time of, I doesn't have to change negatively the way that it was being portrayed. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. was looking at it as, okay, I understand some things are going to change. Like a, I'm an avid golfer. I love to golf. I understand I won't get to play as much, Mm -hmm. and I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. Certain things are going to change. I have a lot more responsibilities. Yeah. But here's the thing is. I just saw a quote from actually um, from a presentation at the um, Home Dad Con, um, which is happening actually this weekend or just happened this past weekend that we're recording in Milwaukee. And the presenter said something. I don't remember the exact quote. It was just a picture of a slide. said something to the effect of like, um, when parenting feels more of like a chore than a privilege, you've like you've lost connection, mm-hmm. right? I've seen something mm-hmm. similar to that, right? And I like love that where you're saying like, yeah, it's gonna change, but like, I. <laughs> I know that's why I. Right. That's, that's why, why we wanted a family. That's why we want a family. That's why we want right. a kid. We went so. into this like knowing that. Right. So yeah, I so. can appreciate that. So yes. yeah, that was like the first time that our life was truly like disrupted by this child, like yeah. or you know. Things, it wasn't just like know. oh well today I don't like eggs, right? <laughs> there was like a real tangibleness. Right. To yes. This. Yes. Like for sure. Mm-hmm. So. So so. One so you've got this great birth plan, and. 
it all kind of goes to hell. Yeah. Well, so we were there. We were in high risk for 24 hours. Um, basically, they determined. So that was Monday. We were admitted Tuesday morning. They determined that they were okay with where his heart rate is. He just decided he was going to be more of a chill baby. Um, and they just wanted to hold me there until like three o'clock because that's when I could get the second dose of steroids uh-huh. in case like you know he needed to. So as soon as I got the steroids, like it was like steroid shot discharge papers we were out in less than an hour after that shot so um yeah we were we went home and the only thing they said is they wanted me to come in twice a week to get the stress test um so i already had had one obviously and then i'd come in fridays and mondays um until he came so came in friday davis went with me (coughs) excuse me to that one because what had just happened, you know, a couple days before, he's like, yeah, I'm not missing this. Um, and then Monday rolled around. Davis, did you go to the Monday one? No. No. He's, we were like, okay, we had a good one on Friday. It'll be good. It was good. And then it was that following Friday's stress test. Oh, Same. one thing was when high risk, I actually forgot. So I was supposed to, I was going to go back to work. And then that Monday or that Wednesday, I wake up for work. They wanted me to monitor my blood pressure. And my blood pressure was like, 170 over 110 or something yeah so back back to the hospital we went and like um they're like okay you're done working like so i'm like called my boss i'm like uh they don't want me to come to work so um yeah and they were awesome about it. they were awesome about it i mean the thing i never thought i'd i was actually like i cried i was like i didn't think that i would ever cry about not being told i can't go to work um i also really was upset because they also told me i couldn't come back and coach because i had a letter that saying i couldn't work and that was part of my work so that was really hard because it was only um like the third week of the season and like i had expected to at least see the first you know month and a half and i only saw that you know tryouts and plus one um and so that was really hard but then i'm like okay you know it's it's all right like it sucks but it's all right so i went to the friday and the monday stress test then i went to the friday the next friday one so it was friday march 17th um saint patrick's day saint patrick's day went in huh um davis didn't go he was he went to sleep because he worked the night before and I think it was like an eight or a nine o'clock one and I, I go in and I had the same lady that I had Monday mm-hmm. and she hooks me up and they're like hmm he's not moving a lot I'm like oh okay like he's kind of like that and they're like, yeah, well, like I've heard this before right like that's you know and so she's like let me get you some ice water because you know they don't like to have ice water chug down them and get them all cold and so I drink ice water and they're like mm, we're not really sure and they're like we're gonna send you over to an ultrasound to get an ultrasound done so I go in there and probably like 15, 20 minutes she's in there and I'm like, all right, whatever. Like had this before. Then she's like, I'm going to go show the results with the doctor um, and we'll be back. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then she was gone for a long time. Like, did you get, the, did you get the feeling this time? Um, when, not when she had to go to the doctor. Cause of course, like they have, they to, always have, they to, always have to share, yeah. but then when she was gone for really long, yeah, yeah. like the, usually they're only gone for a couple minutes, you know, but yeah. then she was gone for probably like 15, 20 minutes. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, like I'm starting to like get a little fidgety, like scrolling through Facebook, seeing the same 10 And posts. he's not there, right? He's not there. He's sleeping. Like I had even texted him. I was like, we're doing an ultrasound, no response. So he's still sleeping. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So the doctor comes in and I was like, ah, oh, crap. Okay. Like something's up. And he's like, so um you have no amniotic almost no amniotic fluid left inside like 
Your, Which, for those that don't know, that's like the the liquid. It's the liquid that's like the cushion. Yeah. Right. Like that. Yeah. That's a protecting. Yes. Protective thing. Um, for the, as for well the baby. as a bunch of other things. Yes. But basically, they had said that uh, my placenta had stopped working, so it was no longer doing what it needed to to provide for this baby. So, you know, if it wouldn't, it's not going to benefit him to stay in any longer because it's not going to, you know, make. And there's like a national grow. part shortage, and that it was going to take too long to get a new placenta. <laughs> yes, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> those dang, those dang supply shortages. Yeah. we couldn't overnight that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Amazon no. was out. It was a whole mess. <laughs> so they're like, "This baby needs to come today." Meanwhile, I'm sitting here by myself, like dumbfounded. I'm like, um, and I literally asked it like this. I'm like, um can I go get my husband? Like he's at home sleeping cause he works overnight. And they were like, well, yeah, but just don't take the whole day. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, well, right. Like, okay. Like whatever. So I was like, all right, cool. And they're like, you know, go home, get your stuff, get your husband and then come back right away. And I was like, well, um, I'm going to eat because I haven't eaten. And, um, I know you're not going to let me eat once I get yeah, like yeah. admitted. That's not a thing. I know this game. <laughs> right. So dro- and, it, and it ends with me being hungry. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I think I called, I don't know if I called Davis or my mom first. Um, but I basically <laughs> called, <laughs> I think I called Davis first. I was like, Davis, we need to have this baby. And luckily he woke up because he doesn't always wake up. I think I had <gasps> we just have woken to have up. this baby. <laughs> right. Like this baby's coming now. I think I had just woken up and all of a sudden I see a phone call from her. I'm like, okay. Yeah, like, that's weird. Well, honestly, I didn't think much of it because it's like, okay, she'd already had the appointment. She's probably calling me saying, hey, I'm on my way home. Yeah. No Something big deal. like that. Yeah. Even though I'm like, okay, it's a little weird. Why would you call me when I'm sleeping? Right. Right. But I get the call. She goes, I'm coming home. We need to get packed up. We're going back to the hospital. We're having this baby. I was like, oh, shit. Really? <laughs> okay. Like, like let oh. me wipe my eyes first. Right. And honestly, it was one of those things where you're like, okay. So like, was it like, was it just like, we're having this baby, but like, did you keep it chill? Like, I, did, I feel like I kept it chill. I don't even know if I, I don't remember if I even told I, him, like, did I tell you why on the phone? Or, or, I so can't yeah, remember. Because cause there's, there's an element of, yes, I don't want to say emergency, but there is, right. or we won't call it emergency, we'll call it urgency. Urgency, There yeah. is some urgency behind this, so I'm just curious if that urgency was conveyed or if you were just like, mm, we're going to have the baby today. Um, I will say... Sh- she did tell me this, exactly what had happened, and once it was said, the moment I heard the word induced, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Because what was your original plan? Um, I mean, like, what was our original plan? I don't Honestly, even know. we were going to be labor. You were going to try to labor as long as yeah, you could. Yeah, I mean. Were you going to go into the drugs? Uh, that was my hope. Now, but it wasn't, like, completely off the table, but I had... I have a friend who had an epidural and still has like tinges of back pain. Like, oh, yeah. And so, like, it that happens scares every great once in a while. And I, um, it's like, it's that made me nervous. And I have always dealt with back pain and stuff. So I was just going to be, I was going to try. Okay. Like, my goal was to try, you know, to not have an epidural. Now, it wasn't completely off the table. Um, because obviously, if I got into it or if it was too long and I was tired, like, that'd be for, different. I mean, good for you. Everyone's got their own plan. <laughs> 
I obviously never have to worry about this, but I'm a wuss. I'm going to tell you what. I'd be like, mm-mm. I think you except, need the epidural. I, I would get the epidural for sure, except yeah. it freaks me out that you can't feel your legs. Yeah. Like that well, part really freaks like, me out. It's like a wire that goes into your spine and gives the – it's not like a one-time poke. Like it stays there. Yeah. And yeah. continually adds the like epidural meds, and yeah. that's what freaked me. I think if it were just a shot, like oh, a one-time you, you could have done it if it were just that would have been fine. But like, it's knowing that something is actually in my spine, like yeah. consistently, yeah. that freaks me out. Yeah, I get that's fair. Um, oh, your Davis is shaking his no. head. No, no for you. <laughs> no, no, no shot no. in the spine, or no, like no. no epidural. Like you're going au natural if you can. Oh, I'm not taking anything in the spine. No, no. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so. We came, I mean, I felt like I kept it pretty chill. Uh, yeah, I would say it. And part of it was because she was as calm and the doctors weren't particularly concerned. Yeah. I was like, okay. Because I was putting every bit of trust into how she was feeling. Because at the point of, what's the point of me freaking out? Yeah. Especially if she is. Yeah. Because... Somebody's got to be calm, good. right? Yeah, except like, you totally were freaking out because I got home and I opened the door. And mind you, like, we already have our bags packed. We just have to add, like, our toothbrush and stuff those last minute. <laughs> and he's running around with the bag in his hand like, where are the chargers? Where is this? I'm like, there's already chargers in the bag. There's already that in the bag. He's like, well, yeah. we need this. We need this. Like, it was hilarious. I mean, like, sorry, no offense. But, like, at the time, I'm like, dude, literally chill. Literally chill. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure we had everything yeah. because it's like. God forbid we get to the uh, hospital and it's like, oh, we forgot something important. Yeah. I well, can't think of what that might be at this time. Cause... Well, and, you know, I think in that moment, that's what you're thinking. Now, the reality, of of course, is if I forget something, I'll just text my mom. Right. Or I'll t- you know, like, whatever. Right. We were in Columbia. Like, we were, we were actually closer like, to our family and our family's houses than where our house is compared to our yeah. family's house. But like, it's funny in that moment, right, where you're like, oh, my God, I got to make sure that I have everything. Where Where is actually, to be honest with you, having not been in that position ever, but having been, like, the friend or, like, the uncle or whatever, there's, like, a whole team of people that are literally just, like, waiting for you right. to forget something. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. they're almost, like, hoping you, like... God, I hope I get to bring the charger. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to be the hero. Right? Rubbing your, rubbing your hands like... Right. Right. Okay. So... So... So then what happens? So, well, I stopped at Wendy's on the way home because I was like, we need food. And I'm pretty sure we were supposed to go grocery shopping. Or I was supposed to go grocery shopping that day. Probably. Um, so we got food. We ate. And then we actually took our dog to his parents' house. Um, and... Was that the, I don't even know if that was the plan, but um, because my you know, it wasn't the plan. My mom was supposed to take him, but my mom was in Buffalo visiting her family because she's like, oh okay, you're thirty six yeah, weeks. Coming. Like this is probably the last time I'll I'll see it, and the baby won't come this weekend. Hot jokes on you, mom. Like <laughs> the baby. So um. <laughs> Like I and I had called her and she's like, well, I guess I'm coming home. I was like, don't come home right away. Like you just got there. You know, who knows when this kid's coming? Right. Like it, we, they weren't doing a C-section. It's not like it's like, yeah, he's coming right this second. So um, because, again, urgency, not emergency. Right. Urgency, not emergency. Perfect. That's the perfect way to say it. So we got the dog to his parents. We talked to his parents for like five, ten minutes and we got back and then we got, we went up to like labor and delivery. And since we were urgent, not emergency, um, you know, Davis almost set our bag down in some girl's water that had broken the hallway. And the one guy's like, no, 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 no. So like, you know, and there are other people who are like actively in labor. There so was like four or five became, couples that were waiting. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, but obviously, like, the ones in active labor who are, you know, water breaking in hallway are the priority over yeah. the one yeah. that's, like, has to be induced and doesn't even have an appointment, you know? Yeah. So um, we actually, there were us and another couple were sat down in the nurse's lounge because they actually had so, they had to clean beds. They had the beds, but they had been so full that they had to clean enough beds to get the kids, like, flip the rooms. So we probably waited, I mean, I would say at least a half hour. About to a point that like we had hours, yeah. um i have a family friend who worked in the nicu um and she had was coming down for whatever reason and just saw us in passing and she's like what are you doing here i'm like well it's time and she's like oh okay um and that, <laughs> what a funny question what are you doing here right <laughs> having a baby yeah <laughs> um, this isn't where i removed. park my car <laughs> we're here to get a kitty removed yeah <laughs> um so we finally got in and i mean it was really chill once we got in and there are like two ways to induce um again tmi moment but there's like a pill that can be put up next to your cervix and then there's like something that's like on a string Mm -hmm. um the pill just dissolves and softens Mm -hmm. the cervix and the string essentially is the same thing but that one has to be taken out Mm -hmm. um i forget which one we did twice we did one of them twice and another one once i think it was the pill twice the pill twice so like one is six hours one is 12 hours i think or something like that i don't know nurses don't may have been the pill that was 12 hours but um so Again, it was just like a waiting game because I wasn't. And it's not. This is this sounds honestly at this point feels like pretty normal. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, nothing seems like wildly out of uh, abnormal no. other than saying, you know, we got to get the baby's got to come. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You but know, like he needs to come, but he's not in danger. You're not in danger. And we had just, you know, kind of done this two weeks before a week and a half before. Yeah. So it kind of felt like we were just doing that again. Yeah. Um, You know, the only thing is we had like all of our stuff versus that day when we were in high risk. Um, Davis went home and packed a quick bag. Um, so it was just kind of like a waiting game. Like my friend brought us Chipotle and we were just hanging out. I didn't even start like Pitocin, which, you know, is the, um, that gets things really rolling. Yeah. That's, you know, the medication that gets you going. Like they were just trying to work on some dilation because like my body wasn't ready to have this baby. Yeah. Like it was like, nah, we're not ready yet. Yeah. Um, (laughs) yeah. And so it was like a big waiting game. Um, I will say the high risk beds were way comfortable because they had like way more comfortable because they have like the hydraulics because it's some people stay there for weeks when they're like. Yeah. And so the, you know, the bed moves every so often. They prevent like bed sores and stuff. Yeah. The labor and delivery beds are not like that. No. They're ungodly uncomfortable. So the recliner um, was pretty nice. <laughs> um, it was March Madness. So my bracket got destroyed that night. Thank you, Purdue. Um, Purdue. Yeah. I had them winning it all the way. So that sucked. Um, but it was just a waiting game. And then the next day um it again waiting game waiting game and then like it was um but the only thing that was like hard so or like the worst part about it is you know the cervical checks to check if there was any dilation that sounds uncomfortable well it was very uncomfortable because my body was like no so every time they have to reach up there it hurt like like tears streaming down my face hurt um so that like i mean that was the worst part of my whole delivery everybody's like oh how was it i was like cervical checks suck and they're like wait what <laughs> they were not fun um, to watch either so it was like yeah and, and like for you how is that to like i mean it's kind of feel you kind of i feel like i would feel helpless i don't know maybe not a little bit yeah because you're kind of just like there's only so much you can do only so much you can ask to help with i know the best weirdly the best part was because riverside has a great cafeteria <laughs> they really do 
I will say this. Shout out to Uncrustables. <laughs> we should have counted how many Uncrustables you eat. Yeah. Um, Uncrustables are pretty good. Nine. <laughs> in two days. Yeah, I, I can I can I relate to that. Almost thought I was gonna have diabetes after that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they also have like the nutritional area, which I rated probably like four or five times, mostly just getting oh, things for yeah, her. In the, on the labor and delivery. Yes. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. There's like a snack room. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, ice cream, jello, everything. Yeah, all the good stuff. Yeah, so many exactly. good things. Um, so then it was like Saturday afternoon-ish, like, you know, it was like, okay, what do we want to do? They're like, do you want to try to do another round of this, one of the medications to help induce you? Or, you know, it's up to you. And so like... What's really hard, and it's I, I've read a lot of like other moms on Instagram and stuff say this, that like sometimes it feels like C sections are the easy way out, hmm. which obviously are not because it. But has, there's this like element where like people feel like you cheated. Yeah, because you didn't have to go through. You didn't like, go through the it. The active labor and pushing, but then you have major abdominal hmm. surgery. Yeah. I mean, like that's obviously not. But nobody easy. ever talks about that no, part, right? Not at yeah. all, and because like you look, I mean. With the exception of you're moving stiffly, you like. Yeah. So, did you feel like you were almost giving up? A little bit. Um, in the t- moment, I mean, I did end up like talking to my stepmom and talking to my mom and like trying to like get a lot of different perspectives and everybody. I mean, my mom, my stepmom tells me now she's like, I was wanting to tell you like, just take the C-section, just take the C-section. Um, and I'm like, why didn't you say that to me when I was like, I don't know what to do. Uh-huh. And she's like, well, I wanted it to be your decision. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I mean, I appreciate Which that. I get that. But I, yeah. I I mean, I've also, I mean, not that I've been in your exact <laughs> spot, but like I've also been so overwhelmed by something that I would have paid a million dollars if I had it for someone to just look at me and be yeah. like, trust, trust me. Right. Like, you can't think of this with a clear mind. Just do this. Right. And so, I mean, she did. I did like tell her um like you know i feel like this is the easy way out i know it's not but i feel like it is and her justifying that it wasn't the easy way out is really what helped me like be like okay and yeah. your mom's not here yet still right my no my mom she got home that night so she this was saturday she got up had breakfast with a friend from elementary school because she grew up in buffalo and then headed back so i think she got back to ohio like seven eight o'clock at night that night mm-hmm. because like we i had texted her like saturday morning and like after um like the morning rounds and was like nothing has progressed don't feel like you have to rush back um and she was like okay um plus you know i didn't want really anybody in my delivery room which at one point you thought maybe you would and then you were like but i knew like that i didn't i didn't think i wanted my parents um yeah just because i don't know i I just like you know at one point i was like yeah i want my mom and my stepmom and my best friend and then like a couple weeks before i'm like i don't think i want anybody like yeah like you're you're all the way exposed right like, like in a way that like is exposed that's like not it's normal because people have babies all the time, but like, it's not normal in like, not to be like weird about it, but like, it's very different than like walking in front of your, one of these individuals, like as you get out of the shower. Right. Cause it's way more right. involved. Than right. That. I mean like your, your knees are up by your head. Like that's a whole right. other level of vulnerability. Right. I mean, and like the whole pushing thing, right? Like not to be gross, but like, this is also just like a part of it. Sometimes mm-hmm. there's a bowel movement that happens because you're pushing yep. so hard. Like yep. all these things that it's just a normal part right. of birth where ah, I can't honest, 
this is as a uh, from a testicular cancer survivor. I've had people all up in my junk, <laughs> right? I still can't. I can tell you, I would not want people if I yeah. like. I just wouldn't. I yeah. couldn't do it. Yeah. Like, I get yeah. it. And I and I I think there's also a very big difference between like. Granted, I know that like none of my friends would ever judge me or anything like that. Right. Right. It's a very different thing. But at the same time, I. <laughs> I don't ever have to really look at like the labor and delivery nurse again after she's like seen whatever's happened. <laughs> right. But like, I don't necessarily want to look like for a while. Obviously, that goes away. I think, you know, whatever, all those things. It's a temporary embarrassment for something. But I totally get you being like, yeah. no. Yes, saying it. Exactly. So, um, and it's all kind of at this point. Now we're really starting to shift into like, this is now nothing about what I thought this was going to look right. like. Absolutely. Like, and I think that was part of it. You know, I mean, there's always, you always read the things because I feel like pregnant women and then new moms read more. I think I read more, um, being pregnant and as a new mom than I had in like 10 years. Um, but I think a lot of the things, you know, everybody says take your birth plan in with like a grain of salt because things happen and the first thing to go out the window is your birth plan. A question. Yeah. Were you involved in this? Like how much input did you ask Davis on the birth plan? Or like and and I I'm, I assume that this is like a couple to couple thing. Like I would assume that maybe some couples like talk about it together. Maybe some couples it's like, you know. This is kind of like ultimately this is happening to like my body. It's happening to the both. Like how much input did you give or want to give or I'm just curious. Like for just the birth plan or just yeah, just the birth to... plan, like the birth plan in general. Honestly, it's one of those that when we discussed it, I was very much so OK with whatever she decided. Yeah. So you were like, I am on board 100 percent. If you want to do something this way, that's fine. We can do it. If you need to change it at some point, okay. Because ultimately it's her delivering a baby. Yeah. And I, I think can't. I think there's an element of trust here too where you're going like, I know that you're not going to like request some – like you would step in if something seemed like really outlandish. If you were like, I think I want to give birth um, in a natural like hot spring from a volcano <laughs> – Right, you'd be like, uh, "Time out!" Like, I mean, I mean are yeah. we sacrificing yeah. a goat before? Right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> right, like, okay. I was just curious, like, what you're. So you're, at the, you were just like, "Hey, whatever you want, I'm here for it." Yeah, because if it, it makes you feel comfortable, it makes you feel confident going into it. I mean, I think it helps that it was a pretty simple birth plan. I mean, yeah. you know, didn't necessarily want an epidural, but wasn't against it if it got too much. Um, I wanted to delay the cord clamp that because there have been benefits. They found there are benefits for delaying the cord clamp until um, like the blood essentially goes huh. out of it naturally. Um, and then like how long are we talking here? Um, they say even a minute can oh, okay. improve like their like immune system and stuff. Huh. But they recommend if you can to do three minutes. Interesting. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, I've never read, you know, I've never yeah, had a right, reason to right. read about it. And then stuff. there's this thing called golden hour. So it's the first hour after um, the baby's born that like they, they're not taken away for weight. They're not taken away for anything because the biggest thing is, um, you know, babies don't regulate their own temperature. Uh -huh. And so they regulate their temperature based on skin to skin. Uh -huh. So the golden hour is basically they you 
They come out, you slightly clean them off, and they immediately go on the mom's chest. And that's where they are for, for an at hour. least an hour. Yeah. And, and of course, now I did, of course, have the asterisks, like, unless medically necessary, you know, if they if the yeah. baby has ingested, they need to clear out or something. But yeah. preventing, you know, as much like of medical intervention yeah. as possible if possible so like <laughs> it wasn't like a weird yeah. birth plan like i you know i consider myself a granola mom is what they call it like i'm yeah. not full-on crunchy but you know i do try now that we're doing you're solids like, you're to like, do like organic but i'm like yeah we're using disposable diapers so you yeah know. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i feel like it if it was a weird birth plan, maybe Davis would have yeah. had more input. But since it was a pretty basic birth plan, like, and nothing like I just never flag. had the opportunity to ask anybody that, to yeah. be honest with you. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. So simple. now we're going to C-section. Yeah. So um, they left it up to me, which I also think was kind of stressful. Like, you know. You just want somebody to tell you. Right. And this I is what feel we're like, do. you know, in the TV shows and everything, you see the doctors being like, we need a C-section now, which I know, like, it's a TV show. Okay, whatever. So but right like, now. And I think it does happen that way sometimes. Right. I mean, there are but... emergency C-sections that, I mean, my friend labored for a long time, and then the doctors were like, okay, this baby is in distress. Like, you're, you're too tired. Yeah. yeah. Or, or the baby can be in distress because, especially when you're in active labor and the contractions are going, and if the baby can't move and stuff, then, you know, they get distressed, and that can pose a risk to baby and mom. So, like, I never thought that I would have the option to choose if yeah, I wanted you, to continue being induced or have a C-section. Like, that was never something so that I So, do you wish they, somebody just would have told you? Well, you did have one of your nurses who I think we had a couple times. She, I don't want to say, she encouraged it. Because she saw how much pain she was in from those. She encouraged you to have a C-section? She, okay. She, and she, well, it wasn't necessarily encouraging. It was, like, validating that it was okay. Okay. Yeah, which yeah, was yeah. very and helpful. I yeah. think just how it was, I don't want to say portrayed, but what's the word I'm trying to think of? I don't know. What you're trying like to the think. way she communicated yes, it? Yes, the way she communicated. I think at a certain point it was like, this is what you need to do yeah especially because the nurse that it that was our nurse that we had had and but the new nurse that had just switched in it because they changed at seven yeah um had kind of made kind of seemed like she was encouraging me to try to continue the induction process yeah so you're almost getting kind of like mixed signals right like um, we did have absolutely wonder wonderful lnd nurses yeah. yeah yeah not and we're not in any way saying no. that they did anything wrong well, right no you're just everyone's kind of giving yeah. their input right, right. like and I think actually as soon as i said okay let's do the c-section that nurse that was like seemed like she wanted us to you know keep trying was like all right let's do it yeah. and then was like 100 yeah. for it which was, like helped because it which like I, I think was, if looking at it this way I, I kind of view it as like you had somebody from like I think it's actually a beautiful way because there was somebody there that was going to validate either decision. Yeah. And then no matter what, I think anyone was going to get on board. Yes. Right. Like, yeah. But they almost provided you like this person is, is going to help you like kind of come at it from yeah. this way. And I, I have to wonder if it was kind of almost coordinated in that way. Right. Like because I think, you know, what you're talking about, this like idea of women feeling like you're giving up mm -hmm. or like whatever because it. it it's gone this way. I think that's a real thing that has to be acknowledged. And, I, you know, so hopefully, do you think that was helpful to you or not helpful to you? Um, a little bit of both. I mean, I think looking at it that way, absolutely knowing that, like, I had support. Um, I mean, I always felt supported. So it was good to have that. But as soon as, you know, we made the decision and I, like, 
was like, okay, let's do it. Um, and her being on board and, you know, everything of course once i decided like it was like boom 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 and all of a sudden i'm like oh we're going to the or like, yeah, like we're having a baby yeah like it was, it was decided honestly around like eight o'clock yeah. on that night to the 18th and leading up to that point i basically had to tell sarah i was like we're doing this to make sure he is healthy mm-hmm. he's safe so it's you're not taking the easy way out mm-hmm. he's getting out the way that these doctors can and yeah so eight o'clock we're getting ready she's and getting rolled out <laughs> davis looked like the michelin man had deflated with his or suit <laughs> it was fantastic <laughs> i was also sweating bullets in oh yeah thing. yeah it just it was so warm and then, of course, it didn't help because it's like we're moving a whole, we're moving yeah. basically our entire room. Yeah. We had to get and all you're also kind of, you're a little amped up. Yeah. Yes. You're like you're going to become at that a... point, it's like, oh, and like yeah, okay, the nurses were time. taking our stuff and putting it in the room yeah. to move because then they could yeah. get another person in. And it was, it was, and it was a lot. It moved really fast. Yeah. yeah. The, uh... Especially since the, you know, the 26 hours prior were extremely slow. <laughs> all right. So let's get, so let's keep moving on the, on our story. Yeah, so um, went in OR. He was born at 10.08. Um, NICU was in there because NICU's always in a C-section. Uh-huh. Um, and he did have a little bit of fluid, so they did help by giving him a little bit of oxygen. Um, but Fluid nothing, in his lungs? Um, just that he had ingested. I don't okay. know if it got yeah. into his lungs. They just yeah. said he ingested some fluid. But it's it's typically normal. Yeah. Um, nothing was alarming. Um, he came out. He was teeny tiny, five pounds, two and a half ounces. Um, but, I mean, it was, it was fairly, it was, I didn't, I was surprised on how fast it happened. Like, yeah. me getting in there and they did the numbing, which was only a needle to the, my back. And um, then bringing Davis in. Like, once Davis was in and they made that cut, like, he was out quick. Um, and could then, you see the, them make the cut? Um, I wasn't at an angle where I could yeah, see it. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't really want yeah. to see it. Yeah. And there's me, and I wish I would have asked them to lower the screen so I could have yeah. probably seen it. 100%. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah. 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 But Davis did get a picture of, um, like, I was like, take pictures, take pictures. I want to see what's going on because I couldn't see did it. Did you get I, one? I so, got yeah. as many pictures as I could. I yeah. got once he was pulled out. Yeah. And at that point, he's blue well yeah yeah he's blue Blue-ish. And, uh, blueish yeah and once he came out i'm holding my breath because i'm not hearing yeah he it took him a second to cry i'm not hearing a cry i'm not hearing yeah. anything so i'm just i'm kind of clenched up like okay please be good please be good please be good and, that's and are you trying what i'd imagine you're also trying to like be cool for her too right because like you're like kind of now in the middle right yeah, like, like so I'm, kinda, yeah. I'm watching in the moment that's a lonely place to be yeah it was and i will say before that because i had to wait outside before going into the or yeah. i'm pacing around yeah, what are you thinking about when they're like because there's this time where they're, you know, splashing iodine on you. Mm-hmm. Whoops. Splashing iodine, getting you prepped. Yeah. And you're not allowed in there for no. that, right? No, like, that basically, you know, because I've been in, I've been, when I worked in the hospital, I've been up to L&D for a number of things. And, you know, even did a rotation when I was in paramedic school through there and stuff like that. And, like, it, they really kind of bring dad in, like, oh, here we go. Like, See, dad's like, in and then we're cutting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, boop. 
baby hair. The, the like, baby it's hair. very, yeah. very quick. It's very quick. It's also, good gracious, it is like a violent thing <laughs> to watch. Like, yeah. I mean, it literally erupts when they cut into that. Yeah, well, I mean, like, yeah. you and It's like a water balloon. Well, and not only that, like, they got to, like, move to get, like. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, like, elbows I deep don't, Yeah, I don't mean to sound like, I'm not trying to be funny, like. Like your guts, like yeah, I mean, no, it's not actually they your do, guts, but, but like, but it is. I mean, sometimes they have to move, like intestines and stuff yeah. like that, like depending on where it is. And um, and his head, they did have to kind of like dig him out a little bit because his head was actually pushed yeah. up against my pelvis. Yeah, he ended up with a bruise. He had right? a little bruise. Um, and so actually, that was very validating because the doctor said, um, you know, this would have turned into a emergency C-section. He would not have been able to move down the birth canal. Yeah. So like, as soon as the doctor said that, I was like, all right, cool. cool. I made the I made right, right decision. Choice. Like, thank goodness I didn't try to go longer. Like. Like, that was definitely huge. Um, and then it was kind of really good for a little bit. Like, they, you know, they finished stitching me up. We went into Everything recovery. feels normal. Um, once, once I got all that, they did all the checking, the weight. I was able yeah. to get some pictures of them. <laughs> I was like, Davis, go over to him because he was staying by me. <laughs> and they asked the question, Dad, do you want to hold him? And at that point, I'm like, first, I'm thinking is, no, I'm going to drop him. And two, <laughs> I'm like, afraid. no. Give him mom. She has not seen him or yeah. held him. I'm getting to see him this entire time. Yeah. She's still got curtain and getting Yeah, they didn't yeah. even hold him sewn up. back typically up. So you they, haven't even seen him yet. Yeah, typically they like lift him over the screen before yeah. they take him to clean him up and they didn't even lift him over the screen. Uh, so maybe because he wasn't crying when he came out. Yeah, that's exactly they knew they had to give him some oxygen and they even told they did tell us that. They're like, Mom, we need to go, like, we need to help him. We need to give him some oxygen. And I was like, Okay, obviously, like that's yeah. the thing to do. But yeah, so I was like I was probably I don't mean it felt like an eternity, but it was probably a couple minutes before okay. I could see him. So does he do they bring him over? Yeah, so they brought him over, and, like, this this curtain is, like, kind of just below, like, my collarbone, so there's not much um, I could do. I mean, I did, like, put my hand up to him and, like, touch his face, and he actually, like, suck, like grabbed onto my um, finger, with, like, in his mouth, like, and started sucking, which is really good. Um, and, I mean, he was super singing cute. He was so tiny. Um, and, I mean, they got... Then they brought him back. I was like, you know, they brought him back over to Davis and Davis held him. And I was like, wait, give the nurse your phone. I need pictures. <laughs> like, we need pictures. So do you have a picture of? of we have. Yeah. Yes, we have a few. Like 10. The nurse yeah. took so many. It was great. Um, okay. So let's let's skip. Not not that I'm trying to gloss over. No, I get but it. Let's skip forward to when do we go? Now this is not normal. 5 a.m. 5 a.m. that 5 night. Yeah. So we got into morning. our like or our into our postpartum room at 1:30 a.m. Um, Davis went to sleep about two. I was kind of staying up because I'm like in this like you know high essentially of this yeah. cute little baby. Um, and they come in every hour to check your vitals and both mom and baby. And at at 5 a.m. Um, the nurse came in and she checked mine and I was good and she checked him and he's like he's a little cold. Um, I'm gonna take him to the um the nursery to warm him up. I'm like, that's fine. Like I've been wanting to fall asleep. Yeah. I'm tired. And so I like, con- she takes him. I conk out. The doctor comes in. The doc- Either the doctor or the nurse. I can't really remember. It's like 5 a.m. Comes in like a half hour later. And like, we had to take him up to the NICU. Um, we'll come update you here soon. And I was like, okay, cool. Went back to sleep. You're cool at that point. Um, yeah. Or are you just I think so, I was tired? so tired yeah. at this point? Like, 
I did. Do you remember this? He was I was, asleep. I was fast. You were asleep. I didn't okay. even wake him up. Actually, I did actually text my dad, um, who lives about 15 minutes from Riverside, and was like, "They're taking him to the NICU. Can I have our family friend, who is the nurse practitioner up in the NICU? Can I have her number?" And he's like, "Yes." And he said, "Do you want me to come?" And I said, "Actually, yes," because Davis is sleeping. Like, and I know that both of us, we needed someone who would be able to like still be strong if we neither of us could be. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's like, all right, I'm coming. And I texted her and she's like, I'm on my way to work. I'll check in with him as soon as like I get in there. Um, and then the doctor came in. <laughs> I was, it must've been seven o'clock rounds. Cause I was getting my like vitals checked by like the nurse's aid person. And the doctor comes in and he starts with, so we had to give your son chest compressions and epinephrine. That's how he started. I thought that nurse was going to like explode because her eyes got so loud and she was er, like wide, like, Oh my gosh. And I was like, is he okay? He's like, yeah, he's stable. I was like, can we have started with that? Like, man, right. Like you're awake for that one. No, right? I'm still asleep. Still asleep. Oh. oh, you're asleep. Still asleep. Oh yeah. And I my dad asleep. hadn't gotten there yet either. I don't think. No. Did you just burst into tears? No, actually thinking about it. I don't think I did. I don't know if you could being yeah. I think I was just, still told. just emotionally drained. Well, yeah. I mean, like emotionally drained from having a kid, you're exhausted. You're also hormonally like uh, and I'm not trying to be like, no, like, funny. You're not like wrong. That, that's actually true. Like the hormones of birth and everything like yeah. you're up and down. Man. Um, so then how do we end up going from um, Riverside to Children's? So it was essentially the cardiology team. He had two EKG so they ran they did every single test probably possible um and then they determined that they, they couldn't figure out what was going on with his heart rate and what was going on with his temperature um so they determined because it just couldn't regulate itself yeah he couldn't regulate himself um and so they determined that he would be a good candidate to send down to children's because then the cardiology team was there and could be there right immediately instead of taking the EKGs and sending the information on children and waiting for the feedback yeah, yeah. Um, and so that in itself, like the transfer, if you've never seen a NICU or a, yeah, like a NICU transfer, the gurney has like one of the little isolate things on it and like, you know, an AED. I mean, that's impressive. It's, they said it's an ICU, like they're, Mm -hmm. they're ambulance is an icu which i was like what um and i wasn't allowed to ride with them since i was you know 24 hours out from major surgery um but my doctor did get me discharged because i'd done all the things um typically so i was discharged uh like 36 hours after c-section typically yeah typically it's 48 hours um, but since I had done like all the things that needed to be done and, and they, you now have a baby and, yeah. going to another hospital and they, that's the biggest thing is they don't like to separate moms and babies for obvious reasons. Now, obviously if I was not stable, they wouldn't have discharged me, but I had checked all the boxes. Yeah. So I was good to go. Um, so at this point you call me, I did call you and you say, so what we, we've been talking yeah. about like, yeah, texting you know, and all that kind forth, of stuff. Yeah. And you say, this is kind of what's going on. And I say, okay, well. I have some friends um, in some places at Children's, and um, actually my coworker, um, you know Parker, who's been on the podcast before and um, used to work at Children's, and so um, he was kind enough to help. And actually, it's not like you got anything extra or special out no. of it. It just was he was able to like I said, hey, I, I'm concerned. 
my friends, this is what kind of like they're going through. And, and there's this wonderful care team at Children's. Oh, they're fabulous. That um, their whole existence is for mom and dad. Yes. Yes. Um, I cannot remember um, who, what was uh, her doctor? What Amy? Was, Amy. Amy. I Dr. Amy. Dr. Amy. That's uh, that's all. I mean, I yeah, still have her so, card. I even texted Davis. I was like, "What's her card?" But yeah. Yeah. Dr. So Amy. I called. Um, I called Parker and I said, "Hey, I got these friends," and he said, "I got a friend that that works in." Um, and I cannot remember what the actual. Um, it's. The, I'm pretty sure they're through the social work department, yeah. but every parent or parental unit gets assigned um, their own counselor. Yeah. Um. And to, I mean, because obviously it's lots of trauma and emotions. Yeah. And, and she's a counselor, psychologist, yeah. some you know, some yeah. form of mental health, yeah. um, worker. And I and ironically, you know, I called and I said, "Hey, is it okay if I do that and all that stuff?" And mm-hmm. you said yes. And ironically, the person that he knew was the person that got assigned. Right. And to it you was guys. like. She was assigned to us, and then she saw the email from him, which was like, she was like, so how do you know Parker? And I was like, well, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. Which you have like a, you know, you know Parker from a variety of kind of ways through me, through like We grew up in the same church. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, My mom was a Sunday school teacher. Yeah. It was, yeah. So, um, I mean, the, the care team was fabulous. Um, and they did, so he had, yeah, five EKGs by the time he was 48 hours old. Um, I don't think I've ever had an EKG if I'm saying like, <laughs> I wish I could say <laughs> right? that. Sure I did. <laughs> right. Um, and, and I, I came and I came down and visited yes. you at the hospital. How long do you spend there? Three weeks. Well, at May, so we were one week, one day in Riverside and then 20 days downtown at main campus. What do you do for 20 days? That's a great question. Eat pizza. Eat lots of pizza. Yeah. Like, Davis had, like, gotten real nice and fit. He's like, I'm not going to have a dad bod. <laughs> Joke's on you. Three weeks at Children's eating pizza that, that and was not a dad eating. Bod. <laughs> that was a NICU dad bod. NICU dad bod. Yeah. Lots of pizza. I mean, basically, like, so... NICU, it's such a schedule. Every two hours, they come in, change, feed, and then go out. And so, like... There's a lot of babies that are there and either their parents can't be there or whatnot. And they, you know, so the nurse is every two hours in there. Change, feed, out. And, um, you know, each nurse has two to three babies. And so we, and if parents are there, you know, the nurses will come in and check in and then get the milk and warm it up and then kind of leave them, which is nice. Um, They're there if you need it type thing. Um, So we, the first week... We were getting there for the 8 a.m. feed, and we weren't leaving until after the 10 p.m. feed. So we were there from, like, 7.45 until, like, 11 p.m. Um, and one of the things that I think it's really for easy for you to forget um, when you live in Columbus, Ohio, is that we have access to literally world-class yes. health care. Yes. For mm-hmm. both adults and for, for children. Like, Nationwide Children's Hospital is a big deal. We right? met a NICU mom whose baby was born, and she was at Yale for six weeks and advocated for those six weeks to get her baby here Yeah, to Nationwide Children's. Like, Yale. Yeah. What's worse is Yale couldn't figure out what was going on with the baby for six weeks. Children's like, did. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're so. supposed to be a smart school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ivy League what? Um yeah, so we But like it's week, easy to forget that, yeah, right? Absolutely. That like that there are people when you hear people like when you just told that story of like, you know, there are parents that are unable whatever, like that's because some kids get like literally airlifted. Mhm. Or I, are there for 9 months. Yeah. Like and they have to go back to work. Yeah. I mean, you know, there there were um, there was one one of DJ's neighbors. Um, mom would come in the evenings, like she came straight from work, and would be there for like three or four hours, and then yeah. go home. Then yeah. And there are other cases where they've got other siblings and stuff, um, and so they can't, you know, be there all day every day. And and I think that that's a really important thing. Like, I've heard you say this a couple of times or alluded to this is I think you have to be really, really careful and cognizant about everyone's circumstances for a variety of reasons. But I feel like parenting is one of those things that people feel very passionately about and they want to see it done the I'm, right air, I'm air quoting the right way, yeah. right? It's coming from like this like good place because they care about children and those sorts of things. But I think you have to be really cognizant of the impact your words have on other parents and other adults and those sorts of things. And so like when you hear someone or you see someone who do, who has a child or, you know, like the, like one of these extraordinary circumstances, that's a really – it's an impossible place to be. Yeah. Right? And like – well, especially because, like, our baby was born at 36 weeks. He was close enough to being full-term. I mean, babies survive at being born 24 weeks now. Yeah. I mean, that's, like, half of what they are supposed yeah. to be. I, I, when I worked at Children's, mm-hmm. um, right? Uh, in the same area we were, In the same yeah. area that, that he was in, right? Um, and I remember there being babies the size of, like, Coke cans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, tiny, tiny things. Yeah, I mean, his one, one neighbor those... had been there nine months. Yeah, been there since a... July of the year before. He wow. Was, he was a twin born at 24, 25 weeks. Wow. And he had he had more deficits than his twin sister had gone home, but he had more deficits, so he was still there. I mean, nine months old. And I don't think his parents were coming around at all. That's at least what we had heard from nurses, whether or not they came but they I mean, yeah, up, again, still. like, who knows, who knows why? Yeah, like, but... what are the circumstances, like, I, yeah. I just implore anyone that is around some of that to, like, just take the time to just, like, breathe and not pass judgment and, like, yeah. under, like, because it's just this incredible, like, I don't know, what what's the experience, what did this teach you about you? I'm just curious. Um. Or what did it teach you about each other? That's what I'm really curious. Like, don't don't take this the wrong way, but I didn't think Davis was that strong. Oh, like he you saw a side of strength together. I mean, the entire three weeks, he was he was my freaking rock. It honestly took two and a half weeks for me to finally let loose. Not let loose, but just express that. Yes, because it was. I took, once he went into the NICU, I took two weeks for my paternity leave. Uh-huh. I didn't expect to be there two weeks. No, actually, when uh, in the early stages of this, it was like, it's just going to be a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I think maybe we'll get to go home by the weekend. Yeah. Like, and then it just kept. It kept going. We thought, going. okay, after a week, okay, no problem. Two weeks. 
And what made it worse is he had, he was at a point where temperature. No, it was his heart rate was fine. First. Heart rate was fine. His temperature was good. And he was back to his um, birth weight. He was mm-hmm. close. He was close. And they said, as long as he gets close, you're good. Nurse came around and they said, we would like you, we would like to hold him for a little longer. enough or something like that. He hadn't gained enough. And then a couple days go by and they're like, now we want to put the feeding tube in. Because he just, he wasn't taking enough of his bottle. And it's like, that's at the point where because I'm now gone my two weeks. And you're back at work. And now I'm back at work. I can't be there mm-hmm. with my wife and my son. And now is where my frustration. It's not anger. It's frustration is showing. And I'm going, why aren't we doing this earlier? I, and I've said, I said this. I'm like, I, I basically wasted my entire paternity leave being here in the hospital. And I, I just had to tell myself, I'm like, this is good for him. Yeah. It's good for him. But it's not what you thought paternity leave was going to look like. No, it wasn't. And I, I it just, it, it, there were other factors that ended up being the breaking point for me. And <laughs> it just, it was the cherry on top mm-hmm. that, and I, I remember you, Sarah, calling me and saying they want to put a feeding tube in. And because of some of my stuff, I don't know if it was ever helpful to you or, or not, but I like I like volunteered myself to explain what the hell that was going to look yeah. like. And I don't, you know, like I remember being on the outside and I would come and I would stop by and like you could only, there was only so many people that could be in there and, and on a list and it was like a big, mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a little miscommunication, wasn't really aware of, <laughs> of, of some of that, but it all worked out. But, um, yeah, I mean, this is nothing like what you assume parenthood is going to be like. No. Um, and, and I, you know, I hope you don't mind me and we can cut it out if not, but I remember at one point you ca- calling me and crying and you just saying, I just want to take my baby home. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the first, what, week leaving, I mean, we were walking down, so we had to, like, go down the elevator to the first floor. We were on the fourth floor. And then walk the entire path. Um, if if you've ever been at Children's, it's the blue path. And it goes from the cross, or it goes from the blue parking garage all the way to the Crosswood check-in desk. Um and we had to walk. It was a good walk. I mean, I was racking up ten thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars, ten thousand steps a day. You were racking up ten thousand dollars. I mean, yes. He was in the Nikki. You were racking that, up tens of thousands of dollars too. But also, also yep. that. Um, but like you know, I am forty-eight hours post abdominal surgery, walking ten thousand steps a day. Like I mean, it was insane. Um, I also contribute that to a very good recovery, by the way. Um, but okay, wait, hold on, pause. So she says, "I saw a side of strength for you from you that I've never seen before." What did you learn about her? I think the biggest thing is her patience with literally everything. There's definitely a lot of strength in there too. It's 
it's not easy to be told you could possibly go home today. And then the next day you're getting, oh, we got to hold him. And the next day, got to hold him. Mm-hmm. A week goes by and, and, and you're just like, okay, can we please go fucking home? That's all and, I ask. And you know that they're doing it because it's in his best interest. Right, like, yeah, you know, like no one's doing anything ourselves. wrong. Like they're all doing everything right, right? It right. is the best thing for him. But as this parent, like you're now like kind of up against this like I'm doing what's right for my kid but none of this feels none of this feels right to like I know that it's the right thing but like none of this feels right this is not what it was supposed to be well and at like the end of the two weeks they kind of had hinted that he'd go home by like the weekend and so we were like oh crap like you know we had had already the bassinet put up and stuff like that but we decided to unpack the bottle warmer and we stopped at the store to get preemie diapers because he wasn't even big enough for newborn diapers and you know we got some distilled water for the different things and set up the last little bits that we hadn't had a time or we hadn't needed to set up yet and that was at the end of week two and then to get that like yeah he's not going home today then we had to come home to all you know we'd already been coming home to the bassinet and the nursery being set up but now we came home to the little things like the bottle warmer on the counter and the preemie diapers in the bathroom and the stuff that wasn't necessarily there first of this empty like this this hope that we had we're gonna bring him home but didn't get to quite yet and there's no escaping it because yeah. it's always on your mind and you're walking and you're either at home or most of the time you're at yeah. at the hospital where you're definitely thinking about it. And mm-hmm. so I don't know. What would you if you could sit down with Sarah and Davis? What would you want them to know? Like, what do they need to know? That is going to be the hardest three weeks of your life. But that's OK. And that, um, and you're going to get through it. Like it's going to, it's going to work. It's going to be okay. It's going to be hard, but it's going to be okay. And also to listen to one another because that, you know, we weren't, we were kind of both trying to survive on our own, but we weren't really communicating with each other as much until Dr. Amy was like, have you guys told each other what you want? Mm. And we both were like, no. We hadn't, so, um, and that was kind of when, like, Was that a tough time for the both? Like, is there a point where, like, I hope you don't mind me asking you this, but, like, is there a point where, like, you're knit and together, and then, like, it becomes, like, frustrating, and you start to go at each other at all? I feel like that would be a natural potential thing to happen, or does it just always feel like this? It always felt like like we were together. I never felt a spot where we were kind of going at each other because I kind of, I always stayed as the level-headed one. Uh-huh. There were many times where I, I I had to urge her to take time for herself. Yeah. Like, I kid you not, I, I after he was born, I went back to playing hockey on Sundays. We had a game later in the afternoon, late afternoon on a Sunday, and I said, you need to come to this game. You need to get out of this hospital yeah. with me. He will be fine. He's with the nurses, but you need that time away. Yeah, when he was a week old. To get, just kind of get out of your head. How did that feel to have that feedback? Um. Well, 
I said, well, we're coming back after, right? Yes, of course we were coming <laughs> and back. So not we were when I had them. that, it was like, okay. And, you know, it was a, one of a good friend. It was her last time playing with his team and stuff, too. So I wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, it was like that leaving that was easier because I'm like, oh, I'm coming back in a little bit. Yeah. You know, we, and yeah. we had gone to dinner the night before with my dad and stepmom and, like, went back after. So that was okay. I mean, it was nice to get out. Um, and then of course, like everybody was coming up and hugging me and like saying congratulations. And then like, did it feel like congratulations? Yes, because he was yes and no. So like, you know, congratulations. He's born, he's here. And he was, I mean, he's so wonderful. And he was then yeah. he was so stinking cute. I mean, he looked, he looked like still a baby is. doll. He really, still yeah, is. Yeah. But I mean, he looked like, a, like those real life baby dolls is what yeah. he looked like. And so, I mean, it and was, I say this all the time. Not all kids, not all babies are cute. No, they're not. Yeah, I but mean, he was cute. One. It, 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 <laughs> You're right. Um, so, like, yes, congratulations, but also it's like, yes, but we're not where we want to be yet type thing. Yeah. So a little bit of both. So if you were going to, like, give a piece of feedback for anyone, like, is congr- what like, what? And I think this is also a grain of salt. depends very much on the person. You can't speak for all individuals who've had a, 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 a baby in the NICU was that just like do you want to just do you want it to be treated just normal what like what are you craving in that moment like because as an outside person how do I help you right like what do you, do you want me to address it with you do you do you want me to just act like it's normal like what, what is it that that was always something I kind of struggled with when I would come and see you and you know I don't mean this to sound boastful by any means, but like I have the the benefit of like what I do for a living mm-hmm. where I feel like I can kind of like gauge what's kind of happening. And then also I can quickly kind of change things if I need to. But like in general, I think most people want to be helpful, but they don't know what like, I don't know. What do you think? Or, or is it so dynamic that in one moment it's this and in one moment it's that? Like, I don't know. I think one of the biggest things that were helpful to me is that my brother, his girlfriend, and my best friend um, went over. My best friend, like, you know, one of the things I wanted to do before he was born was clean the bathtub. Because Uh let's be honest, nobody cleans the bathtub as much as they should. And I couldn't tell you how long it had been because I was pregnant and not getting down to scrub a bathtub. Yeah. My best friend went over and cleaned our bathtub and our sink and our toilet and our kitchen and like just cleaned because uh-huh. we obviously weren't cleaning. We were yeah. at the hospital. Um, my brother and his girlfriend went and organized our like catch all room, our third bedroom that yeah. like everything had just been thrown in the last yeah. however many months. Um, I think things like that were so helpful. I mean, you know, you came and had lunch with us and kind of like gave us some normalcy, even though we were eating in the hospital cafeteria, like that was helpful at least to me, but also like, I mean, and I don't want to be like, Oh, you did the perfect thing, but like your balance was good. You know, we'd still have like our, our banter, our normal texting with the memes and the reels and stuff, but then you'd also do your check-ins, which I think became kind of the norm for both of us. Mm -hmm. Um, because I said, like I said, I was going through some some significant right. stuff too. Yeah. So like you, you know, that balance of like checking in and making sure that they're good and helping them when they, you know, we didn't ask. My friend did ask. She asked me, "Do you want? Do you need help like cleaning? What didn't you get done?" And then you know she kind of did. She went above and beyond. I did ask my brother and his girlfriend said, "What can we help?" And I was like, Ugh, "You guys love organizing. Please go do that." Doing things that like. And I think you're actually in the minority on this one where I think, I, I, in a good way, mm-hmm. um, 
where you actually were able to express your need. But I think sometimes yeah. some people don't even know what they yeah, need. No, and like absolutely. what I also heard was that like people also didn't they didn't just always go like, what do you need? They were also just like there was a very practical thing, right? Like what didn't you get done before? Yes. That's very a different question than what do absolutely. you need? What didn't you get done before that? I can just easily rattle that off and whether or not. I'm 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 assuming the conversation went great. Well, I'm going to go take care of that for yes. you. And you probably were like, you really don't have to do that. Yes. I didn't ask you to do that. No, I didn't ask. Like, so I think sometimes when people are met with this like incredible life circumstance, the most helpful thing isn't asking the question, "What do you need?" It's asking very pragmatic things. Yes. And and then just doing them, or just mm-hmm. instead of, instead of saying, "What do you want for dinner?" Just <laughs> bringing home dinner, right? Yes. Um, no, that is no. not the same, Davis. Um, no, because that—that's a whole other different circumstance. You should verbalize what you want to dinner. Uh, to actually, Davis. it's me that uh, yeah. don't verbalize. But do you know what I'm saying? Yes, like, yes. where I, where it's like, don't ask me what I want for dinner, yeah. or if I want chicken wings, just buy chicken wings and be like, I brought you dinner. Right. I mean, that's that's like there's a there's this thing going around on all the different mom Instagram accounts I follow, and it's like, do not ask to come over and hold the baby come over see the baby let the mom hold the baby and do the dishes or make dinner or something like right. that because that's more helpful the baby the mom doesn't want to stop holding her baby and the mom yeah. shouldn't stop holding her baby yeah i mean maybe the mom will want to let you hold her baby but if she says no then you need to respect that and i yeah. think that's like a huge thing that a lot of people don't think about and it's kind of the same thing with the NICU you know at one point and that's funny because my go-to would have been to be like let me hold like uh-huh. trying to be helpful right unless it's let me like hold the mom baby and... needs to take a shower or something well, yeah, like that right but like no mom wants to go and do dishes or laundry or something like that that's not what she wants to spend her time doing i mean i don't even want to do that i didn't want yeah. to do that before i became a mom let alone when i became a mom yeah so just volunteer to come sit and just be like hey pull up a pull up a chair in the in the kitchen hold yeah. the baby and feed or whatever right. that and, is. and my one like one of my friends was like all right i'm feeling subs today how's that feel i was like cool there's a jersey mics in town she's like all right what do you want and then she came over and we just hung out and i'm pretty sure she did hold him for like two minutes because i was like here do you want to hold him but like she didn't ask to hold him i was like you need him you, you hold him like and so yeah, i'm bad was, about that i'm pretty sure i was like let me have it i'm pretty sure you were let too, me have the but... little squish <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I think it's like, yeah, being direct, you know, not saying when can I bring you dinner, but saying what can I bring you for dinner, like tonight or tomorrow or Wednesday, like, or even just when I was going through stuff, someone would be like, I made extra chicken casserole. I'm bringing it to you. I'm thinking of Cindy actually, um, made me like, you know, casseroles and different things like that. And it was just like, boom, like it's happening. I don't care whether you. Or what kind of milkshake do you want? Yeah. Um, well, I tried to do that earlier today with and was met with nothing. We didn't. You don't want a guacamole and sour cream milkshake. No, Chipotle no kidding. <laughs> you were supposed to go someplace that would have provided a milkshake for me as well. Bad idea. <sighs> anyway. Anyway. So but, yeah. give us the give us the update now. Where is he? So he just turned six months last Monday. Um, he's 11 and a half pounds. And he started eating solids and loves it. Um, Which, hold on. just Can we just focus for the, on the fact here that your baby is the size of, I mean, a very, very large, but a very, very large 
newborn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, yes. I have a girl that I grew up with, and her baby was born a month after us, and at one month was the size, and my son is at six months. Yeah. 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 No, for sure. Um, I was also today we uh, I had lunch with my dad and grandma and he was in he's in the bucket car seat. And Davis and I have been talking about switching to like the convertible car seat that yeah. isn't the bucket. And my dad's like, well, yeah, he's he's going to be growing out of this soon, isn't he? And I was like, no, they can be in these buckets until they're like 30, 35 pounds. I was like, but who would want to carry that? Like, yeah. I'm struggling at 11 pounds to carry this this kid in this car seat. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want to keep carrying this when he's 20, 25 pounds. Like, that does not sound appealing to me. Um and, and there are, I mean, I remember when we went to an appointment and there was a baby that like his legs, <clears throat> excuse me, he was, he was chunky and his legs were like hanging out of the car seat. I'm like, that has to, I mean, no, no wonder moms are always hurting. It can't be fun to like carry around. So, but. So six months, um, favorite toy? Um, anything that makes sounds really. Sounds. He likes a, yeah. a rattler that he has. Yeah, it's just... like a ball that has like beads that oh. rattles and. Yeah. Um, yeah, and or the chain, like the linking chains that hang down. So, so what ends up? What what's the conclusion? Obviously, he leaves. So he was diagnosed with hypothermia and um, low heart rate, whatever that type scientific. Bradycardia. Yes, that. Thank you. Um, bradycardia. So, and then they determined that it was just because he was premature. Um, and he like just had to grow into he his needed heart. to grow a little bit. You know, he wasn't ready to come. My body was just done. And so he needed more time to grow and we gave him that time and he came home and he's, I mean, it, it took a little bit. He slowly was gaining weight, but now that he's like a champ eating, um, that's not a problem anymore. And we're actually going to start swim lessons next weekend. I saw. Um, and, but yeah, he's doing good. He's like, so like wiggly and wants to move. He is the most giggly baby ever. And I swear this child will laugh at some of the dumbest things ever, but that's, what's great about it. Uh, yeah. Sarah was telling me, um, he, uh, <laughs> he's, He's uh, got an affinity. To, he's he's discovered he's got um, he's got some extra goods. Some man parts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, every time that I hear it, it's like a will you stop? And I'm saying, "Had a boy." There you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, that doesn't stop. By the way. Also, yeah. I, oh, I no, know. I know. Not at all. Um, he definitely is babbling and saying "dada." I mean, obviously, no. he doesn't like know that he's saying "dada," but it's definitely "dada." Oh yeah. Like, and every time that he does it, and I'm home and I see, oh, that's and just... I hear it, I poke my head around the corner with a big old smile. Like, yeah. And I say, "Stop it!" Exactly. And then there's like an Instagram thing or an Instagram real trend. It's like where the mom's like, "Mama." Mama, can you say Mama's name? Dada. Da, da. <laughs> I'm trying to but, remember. I don't remember what my first word was. Um, Dada. I mean, I you? knew. No, I knew it was gonna come. I knew that was gonna happen because it typically, you know, like Baba, Dada, those things yeah. are easier yeah. than Mama. But <sighs> still hurt. Still hurt. Well, yeah, I think this has been wonderful. Um, I really appreciate you both coming on, and we talked for so long that this this might and yeah, this will be a two parter. Okay. Alrighty. So, um, I mean, we might release them both together mm -hmm. like at the same time, but we'll probably split them apart. But um, this has been amazing. Um, I hope that this has been a good experience for you, getting to kind of actually just share what that was like. 
I mean, and shout out to all of the awesome staff at both Riverside and Nationwide Children's because we yeah. that couldn't have done it without. Yeah, the and and staff. Um, you're gonna face a big moment tomorrow yes. that you're feeling a little nervous for. You're actually gonna be going back to the hospital main campus for the first time since yes. all of this has happened for just an initial check-in with yeah. a, a doctor but yeah we have to park in the same parking garage you're gonna have to do the blue the line path. yeah right so um that's it's been building some anxiety in me for sure um so we'll see how that goes i mean i mean i know it will be fine and he's not gonna know but like i feel like it's gonna be a struggle for me a little bit yeah that's a scary thing right even you know we were talking you said i there's a corner or you know a curve the on on ramp it's over a, by all, the hospital it's an on-ramp onto the highway, on the highway. A, yeah, yeah on the highway. 71 right mm-hmm. yes yeah and, and it's you, just it's one that i didn't like as we were leaving and when we took it the other day, I'm like, I still do not like this. Yeah. Because one, it it gives that memories of we're leaving him here. We're going to be back tomorrow, but we're still leaving him. And I think the thing that is probably most important for people to understand is, is that when that baby leaves the NICU, that experience doesn't Mm-mm. stop. Nope. It's still not a... there's other things that come with having a NICU baby um even just like you know typically you go in for one or two weight checks in the pediatrician we went into weight checks for five weeks and every time you're gonna go in like i'd assume for a while it's probably pretty normal to have a little almost like Mm -hmm. white coat syndrome secondary right we actually changed pediatricians because our pediatrician was focusing on our the deficits not the milestones Mm. and like we wanted to celebrate what was celebrating and obviously we had to focus on those deficits and yeah. you know fix them but she wasn't focusing on the things that he was doing good at all yeah and just focused on he was in the one percentile yeah and that like we we both were like it was draining to go to his appointments and just being well he's in the one percentile i'm like okay well he's going to be small he was yeah. early and i see in the one percentile for four week adjusted babies or is he in the we in the she one percentile mention about term. that and i wouldn't say the things to fix i would say the things to work on because it's like i don't want to say we gotta fix our son things like it's just things that yeah yeah yeah. but that was that was a difficult thing for you to like that sort of and i think that that's a really that i think most people kind of if you haven't gone through an experience like that almost like they go like whoo but that was rough i'm glad that's over right but it's it's not it's a lasting thing when you know when he gets a little bit older, and I don't mean this like I want to see him get hurt, but I hope he does some stupid stuff so that he gets hurt, right? You know what I mean? I mean, he's a, he's a redheaded boy. It's I, I hope happen. he's got some adventure like, in him, right? He's my son. But, like, the first time that he, like, has to go get stitches, mm-hmm. that's probably going to pop back up. Probably. Right? Especially like, if, like, we end up going to. I mean, the nice thing is we have the close to homes, the children's close to yeah, homes here yeah. at Columbus, and that's where we go for his, like, physical therapy, which is yeah. another thing that, like, you do it with a preemie. Um so because we go there for positiveness, like the physical therapy, I think that is less like yeah. traumatic to us. Um, but it is a lot of trauma that, I mean, I've recently expressed to you and to Davis that like I packed down and I have not really addressed it and I'm trying to start addressing it because I know I need to, but it's a lot. Yeah. Well, hopefully getting to tell your story like this feels like a helpful way to like also just let other people know that 
this is kind of what's, you know, this is an important thing that I think a lot of people just don't talk about because they don't know what to say or they don't know. It's just not something we talk about like, oh, yeah, they were preemie, but like they're doing great now. Right. right? That's the right. way we always it yeah. always just kind of yeah. like. Yeah. Uh, and everybody. How's he doing now? How's he doing now? Right. Like, yeah. And I mean, I think it helps like. You know, I've reconnected with a couple friends that I met throughout different points in my life that have also had preemies this yeah. year. Um, one was born a month after him. And oh, the no other, kidding. Yeah. So she actually knew. Well, I, he, she wasn't a preemie. She was born with Down syndrome and a heart condition, the baby mm. was. Um, so she spent some time in the NICU. And then the other one um, was a girl that I went to high school and college with. And her baby was born in January and was seven weeks she was born at seven months so she was like eight weeks early wow yeah um and has had some i mean she was actually readmitted to children's when we were there with dj so we got wow. to see her um so her and i text frequently um send do you keep in touch with anybody um any of your um like pe- like NICU neighbors we never really saw them very much oh, okay um because we always had a private room which was nice we never really interacted uh, with very many people kind of wish i did we did go to a couple like they had like pizza parent night for mm-hmm. NICU parents but we only went to it once because it's hard it's it's hard to say this but like we realized how fortunate we were with our NICU baby mm-hmm. because he was only four weeks early and developmentally he was fine he just needed to get a little stronger as opposed to the baby that came in from Yale or the dad who was there and he said mom was not in the picture for whatever reason yeah um you know and the I'm getting goosebumps talking about this because they shared these stories and we really like we walked out of there and I was like Davis I don't know if I want to go to that again because I feel like almost guilty and i know i shouldn't because we're all going through something Mm -hmm. different and traumatic but like i didn't necessarily want to share our story because our story our story compared to them probably looked amazing yeah yeah so um yeah i get that that. i get that that when i when i got cancer the first time um i remember thinking it felt like cancer light where it was like, because I didn't have to have chemo, I didn't have to have like radiation, oh, like lite. Yeah, yeah, just like it was just like I had to have surgery, and it was like scary. But then it was like, and the people were like, "Oh, you're a cancer survivor," and I'd be like, "Yeah, like I don't know, like no, not really, <laughs> like I didn't do anything." But that's not true. Like, there's right. a minimization to like that whole experience, and I I have to believe that those people probably would have never viewed it that way right they would have welcomed you but like i get it yeah right Where yeah you're just and, like... and and i like i agree with what you said and i thought that there as well but it was definitely hard to be like wow we could have been like we are so lucky yeah that's also a really great great way to um minimize your own trauma and pack it away so that you don't have to look at it just side yep. note um where you're like well it's not that bad right um, could have been so much worse. And it could have been so much worse. <laughs> yeah. But just because it couldn't have been so much worse doesn't mean that it wasn't something big. Right. Right. Um, so much worse is all relative. Um, it, it it all it still was a thing. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we have talked for quite a while. <laughs> so um, I think we're going to we're going to let this one lie for now. Um, but this has been awesome. So um, thank you to whoever you are, um, wherever you're listening. Um, you know, you can find us on um, wherever you get your podcasts. And um, please feel free to drop us a line at the dadasspodcast at gmail.com. Check out the dadasspodcast.com for all kinds of stuff. You're going to have a blog post yes. that's going to post up. 
um, on here. So um, we encourage anybody who's interested to listen. So um, thanks again for the gift of your time. And uh, until next time, stay strong, dadass.